And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big Sean McCarthy. Well, hello, everyone. And yes, again, it is me, John McCarthy, and the real punk, Josh Thompson, coming to you almost live with the Weighing In podcast. We are here to talk about the upcoming UFC pay-per-view. They got a good card coming up with a lot of big-name fighters. We'll see how they go. We'll do a weighing in on the odds, and we will talk about some of the stuff that happened last week and some of your opinions on that because some of your opinions actually suck. Josh, what's up? <laughs> they do. They do really suck. Their opinions are horrible. But you know what, though? That's what they listen to us for. So we can educate these fools and let them know why their opinion sucks and just be honest <laughs> with them and be upfront with them and say, hey, this is the real deal. This is why you should listen to us. You want you come to us for the great A level information and we're here to deliver it so make sure you guys listen don't just shine us on just because yeah well we're, we're, we're not only talk talking to like two people two people out of you know over a hundred thousand people so <laughs> that's all we're talking about. oh this is great all right guys <laughs> hey make sure you guys go to our weighing in channel on our youtube as well as all of our audio platforms soundcloud google play itunes spotify all of those platforms hit the subscribe button there as well also when you're on our youtube channel don't forget to click the link below that has our short clips channel as well so click that link that'll take you to our clips channel hit the subscribe button there as well and the little bell on both of our channels because we are doing a lot more traveling these days with bellator exploding onto the scene with after a great weekend of fights as well as going over to overseas as well coming up so there will be some traveling there'll be some time changes and when we post so make sure you hit the little bell to notify you when we uh, launch our show because I saw in the comment section because we dropped on Monday instead of dropping on Sunday like we normally do early in the morning. Most of you guys were kept hitting me back, hitting me back, hitting my DMs. When are you guys dropping? When are you guys dropping? Hey, when you hit the notification button, stop bugging me. Okay, stop bugging me. <laughs> you hit the notification button. It will tell you when we drop. That's the benefit of it all. So, hey, hit the Clips channel as well as we are dropping another show of our Wayne Interjection. That show is only available on our Clips channel, and that is a fun, very fun show that we do. Um, We're changing it up a little bit today. So a little but bit of this or that. A little bit of this or that will be on there, and that'll Ooh. be fun as well for everyone. So, hey. You guys are going to enjoy our Clips channel. We're doing special content strictly for that channel, so make sure you guys hit the subscribe button there. All right, uh, Dave, what are we jumping into here right away? We're going to jump into UFC 265, oh, which is yeah. this weekend. Okay, turn your mic up, Dave. You're already killing me, buddy. Turn your <laughs> mic up, okay? Let's go. I say we're going to go from the bottom. We could talk just quickly about certain there's certain fights. It's like I don't, I don't even want to talk about it because okay. there's a lot of fights that are here, but there are some really good fights that they have. In fact, your your man, Manuel Cape, is coming back and fighting against Ode Osborne. That's actually a really good fight. That should be a uh, very interesting. They're both really fast. That's going to be a fun fight to watch. If you like watching guys that are just 100 miles an hour and doing a lot of different techniques, I think that's going to be a fun fight. Yeah, if you can just get Manel to throw his content, throw his stuff. If you can throw get him it. to throw it. throw his pro like everything he has, he's got it in the bag. He just holds it in the bag though and doesn't you doesn't utilize it as much as he should. He's talented, he's a good wrestler, he's got good stand up, he's got speed, he's got power, he's got all of those things. 
He just does not pull the trigger enough. He waits till the last minute and a half, two minutes of the round, tries to steal the round, and that's not going to be good enough against some of the top fighters in the world. You start getting up there in that echelon of, of better fighters, guess what? They're going to start seeing what you're doing. They're going to start waiting for you to do that. So they're just going to start picking you apart from the very beginning and start winning the round. Three and a half minutes of them winning the round, they're going to win. They're going to end up winning that round and winning the fight eventually if you keep doing what you're doing. He's got all the talent and the ability. It's just a matter of him going out there and letting it all fly. I think, I think there's been a little bit of a disappointment on all the hype that was surrounding him coming in from not just Dana, but a lot of people in the UFC that I have talked to personally. They're like, yeah, we were hoping that he would be a little bit more explosive, a little bit more on his game, you know, in terms of bringing, you know, a lot more uh, action to the cage. And he yeah. hasn't delivered yet. And that was the talk from people that I know that work inside the UFC. Well, if you go and you look at his fights that he was doing in Rising and stuff, he was pulling off a lot of big time technique things and very flashy. And he was confident there. I, I somehow, that confidence has dwindled since he's been in the UFC. He's been trying to be more reserved, more being more careful. And you can't blame him because it's like, you know, he, he makes it to where he wants to get, and now he's there, and things have just not gone the way that he wants them to go or, you know, anybody would want him to go at that point. So I can understand well, John, it, why. It hasn't, it hasn't gone his way because he hasn't pulled the trigger. Because he hasn't That's been the why. same fighter. You know, and people are going to no- say, oh, it's the competition. No, it's not. Because he hasn't had that, it's been the way he's been fighting. If you go back and you watch his yeah. fights, and you see what he's done in the past, you know, the, even when he fought, uh, he fought Koji Horiguchi, uh, Kyoji Horiguchi, in Japan, and he was going after him. Now he lost yeah. the fight, but he was going after him, and that's what that's his style. That's what he needs to do, mm-hmm. and uh, that's if he gets back to that, he, he is an exciting fighter, and I think he'll be fun to watch. Got it. Uh, Carolina, I don't even want to butcher her last name. Kovakovic. And I can't even say it right either. I'm just saying Kovakovic. 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 I thought it was Kovakovic or whatever. Yeah, don't, don't even go with the I Z just thing say Carolina. <laughs> I'll Carolina. just say Carolina versus my Jessica. girl, Jessica Penne. Yeah. Look, Jessica was able to ink out the win in her comeback fight against Lupita. Good stuff. That was a tough fight. Um, it was a super tough fight for her. Dinez. Yep, she was able to ink it out. Um, she's got her hands full though with Carolina. She's got it's gonna be a tough fight. She I still don't think that she's back in the rhythm. I know she trained the whole time, but she was away. And then now coming back, I think uh, you know, getting in there, it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough again. These are all they're all these fighters are they're all getting especially the female fighters getting so much better. They've evolved so much. And then her being away from the sport for so long and then coming back, she is getting a little bit older in age. But she's still she's still uh she's still a gamer, man. I love watching her fight and I'm a big fan. Yeah, but you take a look at Carolina and she is she's been on a rocky road, man. Mm-hmm. Her last win was against uh Felice Herrig. And oh, she's wow. been on four fight losing streak now. You know, she's not the same fighter because she doesn't have the same confidence. You know, she was hot as hell as far as, you know, her her record and, and beating people. You know, she lost to Joanna. That was fine. Then she lost. Eh, it was, I think, what she lost to Claudia Godella mm-hmm. by rear naked choke. And then had a couple wins. But then from that point, man, she has been on a, a hard road. And so, I don't know. I think I actually think Jessica's in a better place right now than Carolina, so we'll see. But it's it's a good matchup between the two. Both have a lot of experience. Yeah. Yeah, Jessica needs to, need to come in 
set the tempo right off the bat and dictate the pace of the fight. If she can do that, I think she could probably get out of there with the experience of getting the win. We'll see. As well as she's coming off of a win, whereas Carolina's coming off of, you said, like those loss, those losses. That changes on how someone fights. Yeah. So we'll see, though. We'll see. And Back to the, the main next card, one. Dude. The next one is Ed Short Fuse Herman against Alonzo Menafield. And, I can't uh, believe he's still fighting, man, Ed Herman. And I can't believe he's going to be fighting Alonzo Menafield. And it's at 205. Jeez. And look at you know, just like you said, Ed's been there for a lot. You figure he was on season three Jesus. of the Ultimate Fighter, I think. That's like 2008. Was it 2009, three? probably. Something yeah, because like 2006, 2005, I think 2005 was the first season. Man. Or was it 2004? No, 2005. 2005, 2005 was, the was the first season, right? So it, so it, it would have been about 2006. At, yeah. Really? Season yeah. three would have been 2006? Yep. Yep. 2006. Wow. What was this fight against Kendall Grove? What was that? Jeez. Yep. June, yes. June of Jeez. 2006. That's insane, man. Just go ahead and say That's it. Insane. You're freaking old, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, fact, the fact is that I was already in the UFC and left the UFC at that time. Yeah, at that point, yeah. Before that. In before that. That tells you how old I was. <laughs> Jeez. Crazy. Um, this, is, yeah. this is one of those ones where you look at the experience goes to Ed. The athleticism, the speed, the strength right now goes to Menafield. So yeah. it's going to be a tough fight. Tough one for uh, Ed Herman. You know, he's got a tough dude, uh, but, man, he's uh, he's in against a stud, an athletic beast in Menafield. So, don't know. The fight, though, that I think she's going to probably steal the show is this one. Bobby Green and Fazeev. Oh. That. That I kid love Rafael, and I don't know. He, does he say it's Rafael or Rafael or I don't know. It? God, I don't either. But man, I'll tell I you, don't care. He, his <laughs> just freaking nasty. kicks are brutal, and his stand-up is crisp. He's nasty. Bobby keeps yeah. his hands down all the time. It is scary to think about what's going to happen here. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I look at they're it. Not, they're not. They're not doing Bobby any favors, man. In this. Oh, fight. not in that one. This is this is one of those fights where I'm like, Bobby, why'd you say yes? And I this know is, why, because well, Bobby says yes to everyone. Bobby don't. Bobby doesn't turn anything down. He doesn't. He should have turned fight. this fight down. No, you know. Let's be honest. If if he can, Bobby started as a wrestler. I know well, this. He, he does have decent wrestling. It's not you know world class wrestling, but it's decent. And he if he can take Fazeev down, damn. He's got a chance. All right. I don't uh, look he won't he won't try to. He's gonna stand. <laughs> he's got he's got good wrestling. He's got a decent stand up himself, okay, but yep. not something you want to play around with Fazeev. But the, here's the problem is big John or not big John, but uh uh what's it called? John Fitch should talk to me about this. He's like I spent some he spent some time over in Thailand. He's like what I didn't realize is that when I went over there, he's like, these guys that were like 120 pounds or 115 pounds, he's like, when they got the clinch on me, I couldn't get away. He's like, it was, he's like, I thought I could just throw them down off of me. He's like, no, I couldn't get away. And Fazeev is going to be one of those guys that once Bobby gets into the clinch with him, he's going to get elbowed. He's going to get kneed. He's going to get just foot swept. He's going to get all those things that, that wrestlers are not really used to dealing with when it comes to dealing in a tie clinch. Yep. And and then on top of that, off the brakes, when Bobby dips his head one way and dips his head the other way with his hands down, 
He's going to have to be very careful. And the speed and power this, this guy, Fazeev, has, has and the accuracy of his striking is probably some of the best I've seen in the business, man. When I talked about, like I said, Elias Boulade and the other guy that I talked about the other day on how good he was, the kid that uh, had a great performance. Um, can't remember his last name because it's a really long name. But I think his first name was... Kazan Magomed Sharapov? No, no, no. Gatsi. Was his first name Gatsi? Or... No, was that a... No, that was one of our guys. They, oh, the one no. they said... Gatsi. Yeah, gotcha. But there was a there was a Robotana? UFC guy. Gotcha, no, there Robotana. was a UFC. There was a UFC guy that had really good stand up. He had a really long last name. Oh Anyways, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had a good stand up, like, and he might knocked have been out, Marad or something like that. But he was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was good. But like this guy Fazeev, I feel like is the next step of maturity in terms of high high level kickboxing. And Bobby's just not. I don't think he's ready for that. And I don't know if Bobby has utilized enough of his wrestling throughout his career. To just for it's it being like jump older, back in with it. it's hard to just jump right back in and be like, guess what? Now I'm gonna wrestle you. No, no, it doesn't work that way. I yeah. wish it did, but it doesn't. And so he's gonna have his hands full, man. I lo- I love me some Bobby Green, man. He's a fucking stud. Kid's yep. an absolute animal. Great it's guy. Fun to watch fight. Great person as well. Great, great person. People, he, people, he doesn't get enough credit for how how great of a person he is. So uh, I wish him the best. He's an old dog too. I I always root for the older guys. Um, you know, <laughs> just people that I know also too. Yeah. Uh Yadong Song, Yadong Song, baby. Yadong Song Casey against Casey Kenny. Kenny. That's a good fight. You think so? Yeah, I do. You know, Yadong Song comes forward. Casey Kenny likes to come forward. Yadong Song's got a wrestling background. Casey Kenny's got a wrestling background. They both like to stand and bang. I actually think it's gonna be a really good fight. It's an interesting uh matchup. It really depends on which guy, since they both like to come forward. One's going to have to establish that they're the one that's going to be leading that dance, and the other one's going to be at a yeah. deficit just in that matter because they both like to come forward. So we'll see who can do that. Yeah, Yadong Song doesn't look like he does anything very impressive, but he has a way of getting the wins. He has a way of just kind of walking people down, touching them up, keeping them at length and range. I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean towards Yadong Song. Casey Kenny, is, is the last time he fought was against Dom? Uh, yes. I think his last fight was a loss. So. And then Yadong's coming off of a win, right? I'm trying to remember. I'm not sure. I remember seeing his last fight. I was thinking oh, he, he had lost. Casey, oh, no, that's, Kenny, that's Casey loss. Kenny lost to Dom, yeah. And then, and I, yeah, I think what was, what was Yadong's song? He's he coming off of too. Kyler oh, Phillips. Oh, yeah, Kyler Phillips. Yeah, who just had, had that hard loss <laughs> just a little bit ago. That goes back to what you're talking about. They match up two guys that they potentially need to get a win. That's so it? that's what they match up two losses. Someone, someone's going to get a win. I actually, I give Casey Kenny the advantage in this one, but it's Do close. You? Yeah. Gotcha. But I mean, right. they, but they both match up so well because both of them have really good wrestling. I think it kind of mm-hmm. cancels each other out. So really, like I said, and their stand up is very similar. It's a matter of who puts the other guy on, on his back foot. That's going to be the guy that's going to have the advantage in it. But. Got it. Tisha Torres against ah. Angela Hill. That is a rematch because I did that the first time. It was in Mexico City at mm-hmm. seven thousand feet. <laughs> is that seven thousand? That was more than that. I thought it was at fourteen. Oh, fourteen? What? Fourteen thousand? Yeah. Oh my God! Someone no, told please. me it was at fourteen. I don't know no, where I heard that. Maybe I, I want to say I want to say it's like seventy-one. 7, I could be wrong. Jeez, man, that's, well, that's still ridiculous. way up there. Was that on the card that uh, Kane fought for Doom? Yep. Oh, yep, geez. Yep. That was a shitty oh, night, I think, for everyone. I think it's one of the one of the nice one of those fighters shit themselves, huh, John? One of the I, I fighters will. shit themselves. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're fucking lying. Has that right ever now. happened? Stop lying. Yeah, I've actually seen it happen. I've been in the arena watching oh, it happen. Trust before. me, I've seen it happen. I've been in the cage and it's happened. 
One of my buddies named Ray Roth, he had a good head and arm choke. He yeah. fucking head and arm someone right to that, and he went to do the whole Mark Coleman squeeze. Yep. And the fucking guy shit himself. I was like, oh, man. And the guy was wearing <laughs> white shorts. The guy was wearing oh, white that's shorts. Bad. He had to slide out on his butt, like on his back and his butt out of the ring. And then he kind of just walked out called the as fast as he could. It's the called the Dookie. <laughs> yeah, that was a shitty ass card. Yeah, there were so many fighters that fucking shit themselves that night. Not shit themselves, but just had a shitty night. Gilbert and Eddie both look like, like crap, even though they're both top fighters. They both look yeah, like shit that night. Because no one had any altitude. air. Yeah, the altitude yeah, got horrible. him, man. Yeah, that was not the Kane Velasquez that most of most of us were used to seeing as well. I felt like the ones that have the best cardio were the ones that were affected the most. You know, yeah. interesting. Can All you? Of a uh, they okay, became so mortal. yeah. So to me, Teacher Torres and Angela Hill. I mean, Teacher got the win the first time. Uh, you know, uh, Angela's uh, a better fighter now. Angela is a better fighter now. Set. Yeah, I'm still going to lean toward Tisha, but only yeah. because um. Because I'm I'm a I'm a little bit of a crush on Tisha. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. She's a doll, man. A lot like she's just so a little is tiny tornado. She, I'm not saying she's not. I'm absolutely not saying. She's I've awesome. been around Angela when she's been training at uh, Alliance. Been around that whole group of girl females, and they're they're all super. They're fabulous. They're all fabulous people. Yeah. So I don't. I, I'm pretty hard pressed to find a a female fighter in any of the top promotions. That's that's not an absolute amazing person so they've all they've all they've all put in the work and they've all done the great work and stuff but no i just uh yeah that's just me yeah anyways okay so we'll see we'll see what happens though i wish both of them luck and uh hopefully it's a good fight the kiesa vicente luque though that fight to me is sounds exciting sounds super exciting fun can the kiesa get the fight to the ground can he do it yeah that's the question because i think he has the advantage if he gets the fight to the ground but there's no way in the world you're going to tell me his stand-up can stay with Vicente no. Luque. He not will be chance. in trouble. If he ends up not being able to get that takedown, then Michael Chiesa is going to be at a definite, definite deficit. Uh, Luque is just crisp and clean, and he hits hard. He takes a great shot. He's tough as hell. He's, he's good on the ground, but Chiesa's got a different style, and he is hard to deal with for a lot of guys. And I think he has, in my opinion, he has a distinct advantage if the fight hits the ground. He needs to make it hit the ground. I think if he doesn't get it to the ground, I don't think it's a good night for him. I think if he does get it to the ground, he's got a good chance of winning. So it's one of those stylistic matchups. Yeah, I think Vicente Luque has a good chance, a really good chance on the feet. He yeah. has, <laughs> like you were saying, with Kiesa having yeah. a good chance on the ground. Yep. The distinct advantage is what you distinct said. Distinct advantage, <laughs> baby. He has a very, I think Vicente, is, he's got, Vicente Luque has got a distinct advantage on the fucking feet. That's for sure. Uh, but look, overall, I have no idea. I looked back at Kiesa when he was fighting at lightweight, and I ran into him a couple times. I was like, how the freak do you make the weight, man? Good There's God. just no way. His he frame was so is huge. big. He's huge. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. he's got to be six one, maybe yeah. a little bit taller. I think he's six yeah. six one. He might like, say six one, but he's one? actually he's a, he's one of those guys that they'll say, oh, he's six one, yeah. but he's actually taller. Yeah, he yeah. seems taller. When I saw yeah. him, he seemed taller. I think he's about six two. But anyways, regardless, one inch. But he's just he's got a big frame. I, I'm so glad he went up to to welterweight because you can just tell he's had a lot more success because yeah, because he has energy. He's not killing himself. Yeah. Just insane. I have a question though, John. How is it that the guys from you know the like top wrestlers and Dagestan fighters and stuff they can cut so much weight and still have plenty of energy? 
they not they <laughs> they don't always. Let's just be honest. Okay? Yeah, that's true. A lot of times they do, and you and you're right, but not always. And because there's always those times when it doesn't go well for them, and you see it, and you see them dragging, and you go, oh, must have had a really hard cut. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that they pretty much grew up at altitude? I mean, their altitude yes. there is what, like five, six thousand, I think, something 6, like that. Forty-eight. Yeah, it's like six thousand feet. I mean, they're basically living, you know, just shortly, short, uh, shortly living under, like, like living in a little bit over Mexico Denver. City. Yeah, 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 a little bit over Denver, right? I mean, that's insane, man. That's just, I mean, I, I think that has a lot to do with it because their conditioning, their cardio, seems to be just on on track, man. They not not a lot of them tend to to wilt when it gets into the later rounds, and depending on how much muscle they're carrying, I also yeah. believe so. I would I would say the one guy that seems out of, out of Abu Baka, he tends to seem to get tired compared to the. Other I can ones. tell you why though. He doesn't uh, put the work in. He has been putting okay, the work see, in lately, in. and you've seen it. <laughs> yeah, he put the work in his last fight, and yes, he did. Uh, he looked good. You, he yeah. looked phenomenal. I thought he actually yeah. looked really good. He had a tough fought fight, but he looked good. And I think he's only going to get better from here on out. Look, I think Coach uh, Khabib and Coach Javier, I think Coach Khabib specifically, now that he can sit there and stand over him and go, hey, you need to get your ass going, I think that he has taken the full role of being, you know, in place of his father. He's taken and the general of, role. Yeah. The general. A lot of them have just have just basically just fallen suit, in line. Yeah, yeah, they needed to. They needed to. I think there's a lot of mutual respect there from that they really appreciate what he's doing. And so – Hey, it's good, man. I think it's good. Hopefully, these guys all stay just training super hard and keep getting better. I mean, I believe their record's like fifty-five and zero or something like that, or fifty and zero now. I think or something that since he's been the coach, not bad. I I don't know. That's not bad. That's not bad. Not bad. Not <laughs> so, bad. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Here and meanwhile, some some coaches are trying to get one fighter in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> Jose uh, okay. Aldo against Pedro Munoz. What do you think? Why are they doing give me this that. to the old guy? What are they doing to the old guy? <laughs> I actually think this is a good fight for Jose. The fans. It is a good fight for the fans. Mm-hmm. Pedro hits hard. But yeah. he, he actually, in my opinion, he might be trying to take Jose down to the ground. Every time you've seen Aldo on his back, although he's not bad, he's not special. Yeah, and not the same guys, anymore either. Guys tend to to put a lot of shots on him, and he, that slows him down, and it causes him problems. And there's certain guys in jujitsu. Pedro's actually got good wrestling. He can wrestle and take people down when he wants. He's got a very good uh, clinch game. So if he's smart, he uses that, and don't don't just use the stand up that he has because there, I actually think he's at a deficit with uh, Aldo. Pedro's got good power, but so does Aldo still, and he's got still has speed at 135. But the grappling part, I know Aldo's a black belt, I know all that, but there's just a difference in their games. Now, if Aldo's on top, different. But Munoz in the top position, it's going to be a problem for him. Yeah, look, guys like Chad Mendez, other wrestlers, Uriah, and all those guys have had a hard time. Frank Yeager have all, all had a hard time taking him down. They're not the level of Pedro Munoz. Not the level of their takedown level. So I'm not. I'm not going to bank too much on that. Sure, he might be able to get one, you know, and then and and do some work on top. But I think Jose. I think Jose will be able to get back up. Now the question will, has been and has been for the last I don't know seven, six or seven fights from Jose Aldo. Are you going to fucking kick or not? 
<laughs> That's the question. Because that will change the game. Now with the calf kicks and the way he kicks is so powerful. Stop kicking the thigh. Start kicking the calf. And within two, three kicks, this will be a different fight. And I would lean towards Jose if he throws kicks. We just don't haven't seen him throw kicks in a while. But he threw a couple like, against Peter Yawn. But just like you know, things change in your career. And yeah. when you get certain injuries, because you've kicked and people have checked, and then you go to kick again, and it's hurting you as much as it's hurting them, it feels like. Oh, yeah. Change, changes what you do. And I think from what I've been told, that's mm-hmm. part of what has happened. That's why his kicking has really slowed down is he's got some yeah. – uh, problems with his shin and he cannot land in certain areas without it hurting him bad so we'll see just kick the calf then you'll be okay (laughs) it's still hard man (laughs) i know man i know i just for a guy that's got a plate in his ankle that understands what it feels like when you kick someone and it hurts you more than them talk to me so damn it's so damn painful people don't realize frustrating yeah it's extremely frustrating because that was one thing i prided myself on the most was kicking with my lead leg because not a lot of people can kick with their lead leg as well as i could at the time you know and then everyone was kind of back leg heavy like kick the you know kick the leg kick the body with the back leg or kick to the head with the back leg i actually had a harder time kicking to the head with my back leg because i wasn't as flexible in the back so a lot of my head kicks came with my lead leg and then my inside leg kick was good as well as i love to kick to the body on that liver side and so it just Ah, when I broke my ankle and I ended up having a plate put in with all the screws, shit, man. If someone got near a fucking ankle lock and Achilles lock on me, it was done. Tap. I had to tap because my, my ankle wasn't flexible enough. Yeah. The bone, because I have a titanium plate in my leg, my bone would break over the top. That's why I was out so much. So, guys, when I kicked, right, the bone would actually break and the, the plate was used as like a fulcrum. And so then the, the bone would break over the top every single time. So I've got like a calcium buildup on the bone. Over the over the top of the bone, like up. Are you up, flipping up. everybody off right now? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like this is the bone, right? This is the bone, and it was just hard calcium buildups over the top. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, shitty situation. If that's that's kind of what the issue is with Jose, um, I do know that there's a lot of things like for like Rockhold when he had busted open his shin. Same thing with Mowgli. Um, you know, he busted open his shin. They ended up having to do like skin grafts because he got infected. He, you know, and he ended up having like a staph infection. Then it got infected. They had to cut out some of the tissue and then put uh, skin grafts over it so it would kind of heal. Yeah, there's been a lot of shit that's went on. Like when people get injuries and they split like that and they don't heal properly and they continue to reopen. So that might be some of it as well. Yep. Who knows? All right, man. Well, let's talk the main event. Derek Lewis, Serial Gone. What do you think? My heart tells me Derek Lewis. I want him to win, but my, my brain tells me Cyril gone. I go with the guy that's technically better. Uh, I go with a guy who can control range on Derek. He, uh, he's got good footwork. He's actually very athletic for a big man. And uh, he's proven he can go the five rounds where Derek really doesn't go five rounds well. So truthfully, I say Cyril gone is the guy. That, you know, he should definitely be the favorite in it. But when you're talking about the Black Beast, and here comes my heart, you're talking about a guy that can end the fight at any moment. He can be losing every minute of that sucker and all of a sudden turn it around. He is, he's got balls because we know they get hot. And I'll tell you, he's got a great fucking attitude as far as he's really been trying to get him in, himself into better condition. You can see that he's coming in lighter. He used to be 280-some pounds. 
and would lose 20 some pounds to you know cut weight for uh, the weigh-in and get down to 265 and then go right back up he's actually less than that now and he's really been trying to get himself you know in good shape so he can go so i don't know it's it's a fun fight do i think it should be for the title nope i think that's bullshit just telling you straight out but i still like the fight itself i i I will not recognize in my mind which means nothing but in my mind neither guy is the champion the champion is francis ngano and when one of these guys fights against him and beats him then they'll be the champion or he'll be the guy that defended his belt against him but you know makes no difference to me i still like the fight it doesn't matter to me that it's for an interim title yeah, it has no value to me whatsoever. Zero. We know who the champion is, and we know who the number two guy is also in Stipe. Yeah. So I don't I don't understand why they're not having Stipe fight for the interim title. I don't get well, that Well, you get to stop. You know why. Let's just, Oh, yeah, because he has one fight left on his call contract. call it like it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, what? I think he's got one or two fights left on his contract, and they want to get him re-signed. And he's like, nah, it's cool. I'll wait. Yeah. 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 I don't freaking know, man. I don't know. Look, the fight to me is is going to be a fun fight, uh, but I think it, if it's going to work to Cyril Gon's uh, Cyril Gon's uh, favor, it may have to potentially be a boring fight. Yep, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. And Derek Lewis uh, needs to. He's gonna have. He's gonna be tested in his conditioning, so he has gotten a lot better shape. He's looked great in his last couple fights. Um, I don't think he's lost since DC. Correct. Nope. I think that was the last time he lost. But he does need for, to take chances in this fight. He needs no, to he make does. things happen. Yeah, he needs to make it happen. Cause can't, if, he can't if, sit back. If Gon sits on the outside and is just able to touch him and piece him up, in terms of just touch and run, touch and run, it's going to be a long, boring fight. But he, mm-hmm. Gon's going to be the interim champion. Yep, so, I agree. And I, I don't know. But man. I Can want you, me some Derek Lewis to win this fight. <laughs> yeah, it would be fun. He's just I'd like fun. To, I'd like to see. I always just want him to win so I can hear his post fight interview. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's why I just want to hear him win so I can hear the post fight interview. Um, but I mean, also, I think the fight though too with Ngannou and Gon sounds really good to me. That sounds like a good fight as well. So, well, they used to be teammates, so they used to train oh, together. Oh yeah, they used to train oh, together, man. That. They've they've trained together. They've done all kinds over of in, stuff. Yeah, over in France. Over in France, I think even here in the states, they've gotten together and trained. Oh, wow. So they know each other well. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out. All right. Well, hey, guess what? We're going to go ahead and give you guys some betting odds, though, on what we think for the whole card. So why don't you go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code Wayne in, and then we're going to give you guys some betting lines. So as soon as Dave uh, hits us up and pull those bad boys up. Is the Bobby Green fight on the main card or no? Uh, I looked at one, so. two, three, four, no. five. It's, it's the, call, it's the like main to... for the prelims. Oh, that's the main for the prelims? Oh, it's the main yeah. for the prelims. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it <clears> makes sense. Let's go. I'm going to go all the way down to that one, though, because they got Bobby somewhere in the area of a plus 250, plus 240, plus 260. Depends on, you know, the, the yeah. moment of the odds. While uh, Rafael Faziv is minus 325, 330, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see this as a good fight for Bobby. I'm sorry. No. So I would tell you if you don't want to put 300 and some bucks down to win 100, don't bet on this fight. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on that fight either, to be honest. <laughs> so, but now the fight the, I potentially would bet on would be the Jessica Penne Carolina fight. That one's you know that was almost even. 
Really? It is almost take even. A look, you take but a look. So it's, you're really betting on the fighters. And really, I that this is the question when you're talking about, you know, Carolina. Where is her mind at? Is she, you know, she had that one loss where she got knocked out really bad. And, you know, that can have an effect on a fighter's psyche. It can do a lot of things as far as, you know, they don't want that to happen. So they just don't fight the same way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, in a lot of ways, I, I do think that Jessica is the person that has things going for her in this fight a little bit more i do know she's got a better ground game than carolina but stand up carolina's very crisp and stuff so i don't know it's i, w- I would go with jessica i know you think, now I think um, you're gonna go with carolina aren't you uh no i probably wouldn't bet on that fight just to be honest <laughs> <laughs> you just said that's a good fight to bet on it would be a good fight to bet on but i would go with jessica since she is the oh, dog okay. There you go. So I'd probably go with Jessica. But the other fight that I would go on would go to the other female fight with Angela Hill and Tisha Torres. Now, even though Tisha's my dog, I would like to probably go with her. I would probably bet on Angela Hill, though, because the odds. So if you, go, if you go in here, slight plus underdog. one. Yeah, but she's plus 115, slight underdog, and then a minus 135 for Tisha Torres. I'd probably go with Angela Hill on that on that bet. Yeah, I can understand it. You know, she has gotten better. She's learned how to utilize her length and her reach. She's become more of a, not just a point fighter, more in terms of like she's gritty and a dirty, like not dirty in fighting, but I'm saying like she's like one of those really aggressive like dog fights. She's going to come in. She's going to try to put it on Tisha. She wants to get this one back. It's been bugging her for a long time. It's been bugging her. She's been very vocal on Twitter and social media and stuff about how Tisha's been ducking her and. And she wants this fight back, and Tisha was now, scheduled she, to fight other people. And, okay, and that's just, let's be honest, Tisha didn't duck anybody. Yeah. That was, you're talking at a time when Tisha was ranked somewhere eh, five, six, seven, and Angela was down at 12, 13. Yeah. What's the reason for Tisha to fight her? It's not doing her. her any good. Yeah. She'd already beaten yeah. her. There was already a fight, so it's not going to, all it does is benefit Angela. She gets another shot at her. But it doesn't do anything. If if Tisha beats her again, it didn't do anything for her. So I can understand why Tisha didn't take yeah. that fight. Makes sense. I, I agree. I agree as well. But I think that's going to be a good fight. And if I was to bet, though, like I said, I'm, I'm leaning towards Tisha. But I think Angela Hill, if you're going to take a bet, plus 115 minus, uh, and, then Angela, and then Tisha Torres one, minus 135, I'd probably, put, I'd probably put money on Angela Hill. Well, then let's go to the grappler versus the striker special because this is one that you're going to bet on based upon what you think is going to be the winning element of the fight. Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. It's fairly close. Vicente Luque is the favorite in it. You know, you're looking at it, it's, you know, like minus 125 to, you know, straight out plus 100 for uh, Chiesa or something in there. So Mm -hmm. really you're looking at, do you believe the striker gets it done or do you believe the grappler gets it done? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like when i when i don't know something i just i just say you know what that i, that I walk away from it th- that i walk away from it unless it's like one of those where i don't know but it's like plus one it's plus like yeah. 700 plus 200 so yeah. sure i'll put a i'll put a hundred bucks down on this you know and see what happens that's how i won at the uh kentucky derby <laughs> i was like sure fuck it i'll put a hundred bucks down we're good um all right, and then we go to Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. So you're looking at Jose Aldo is minus 115, pretty much even money. Pedro Munoz at minus 105. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Pedro Munoz being a little bit of the favorite in this. He's at the minus or right at the 
either minus 105 or right at 100. And mm-hmm. uh, Aldo, eh, actually, I'm sorry. I'm saying it wrong. Aldo's, Aldo's the, favorite. the favorite. He's the favorite. Yep. Minus 120 to, to 100 or minus 115 to minus 105. So Aldo is the favorite in this. Eh, tell you what, I, I kind of like Derek. I, I like Jose Aldo in this fight. I think he's going to do okay. I think this is a good Got fight. it. But it's so it's so close, John. I wouldn't put money it on is. it. Nope. I wouldn't put wouldn't money either. On it. Just being honest. Um, but then we get up to the main event, Lewis versus Gone, and Gone Big is a in minus three eighty. I'm gonna go with Derek Lewis. Plus two ninety, I'm gonna go with Derek Lewis all and day. The long. reason why, talk to me. That punching power. Yeah, because it can end at one time. And so I'm looking at that. If I put a hundred dollars down, I could win two eighty, two ninety, depending upon where it's at when I when I put lay my bet down, where Cyril Gone. Yeah, he can win it, no doubt. And I'm going to lose my hundred dollars, but I got to put three hundred and sixty to three hundred and eighty down to win a hundred. It ain't worth it when I got a guy that yeah. can end this thing. Possibly, even if he's losing the whole thing, he could end it with one shot. I'm going to go Derek Lewis and take my chances. Yeah, we saw that with Volkov. He finished the fight with like less than ten seconds left after getting after losing pretty much the whole fight. Yeah. So. He's one of those guys in here. Look, what makes me feel more confident about betting on him is that every round for five rounds, the fight starts on the feet. All he's got to do is stuff one or two takedowns. I think he's got a good chance of catching gone when he comes in. Eh, I think gone technically has just got a a much cleaner stand-up game than Derek and Derek's got to take chances. When I say that, I, I mean it, that he's got to, he's got to let his hands go and he's got to take chances of throwing combinations that, Lend him getting into gone and being able to use dirty boxing that he's so he's so physically strong that he can do some damage if he gets into that phone book with him and if he gets him on the ground I'm telling you right now if gone's back hits the ground and you have Derek Lewis on top of him stand by it is not going to be a good time for Cyril gone he's going to either be having to throw up that submission attempt to slow. Derek Lewis down or he's got to be thinking about getting back to his feet because he cannot be on the ground with that giant monster on top of him. John, a lot of guys have more technique, <clears throat> more technique on the feet than Derek Lewis, but guess what? That doesn't yeah, mean this, shit. When you got the yeah. punching power, Derek Lewis has this, this like an equalizer, ground, man. It, a lot of guys have a lot better jiu-jitsu and wrestling than Derek Lewis, but that, that doesn't mean shit when he's punching you in the face, when he's over on top of you, we've seen right. that against guys that he's fought like, even if he just grazes you with his thumb, that shit's probably knocking you out. <laughs> so, I mean, if I'm gonna bet though, I'm gonna bet on I'm gonna bet on on Derek Lewis. I'm gonna go ahead and take that money line bet and be like, I'm gonna bet a hundred down to win two ninety, whatever it is yep. gonna be at when you bet. <clears throat> I'm taking that bet. So if you all, right, guys, all like, of you out there go to mybookie.ag. <laughs> How's that? I was you were you were having the hiccups. I'm trying to help you out here. Probably. I know. Okay. Monster, monster energy does <laughs> that shit to monster me. Monster energy kills me. <clears throat> Uh, go to mybookie.ag, sign up, put in that promo code of weighing in and get yourself a little extra money and have a fun time watching the fights. And if you put a little money on it, kind of gets you even a little bit more excited. And like we're saying, you might not win if you put it on Derek Lewis, but you can definitely have a big payday if he does win. So do yeah, it. If you guys win, if you guys win, just I'm going to. Go ahead and post my Venmo. You just give me my 10%, okay? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> just 10% for the advice. Send me my 10%. And I might kick some down to, to Podcast Dave because I know how much. Sure you would. Him. Sure you would. 
No, I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, podcast, Dave. Let's get into some news, buddy. What did you got? All right. First piece of news is RDA set to fight Islam in October. Um, and then uh, RDA came out and said, Islam doesn't want to go five rounds. <laughs> Probably because he doesn't have to. Ooh, he won't need to go five rounds. Look at you. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let's put up a, a Homer alert for everybody because here <laughs> it comes. This is a Homer alert. He's not going to have to go five rounds. He's not going to have to go five rounds. If the yeah, same RDA, RDA might, it might end it before then. No, you got to stop with your nonsense. You're <laughs> just feeding into this shit. Man, people come to us for real news, not fake news. Let's go, buddy. Stop, stop on, feeding them baby. that just come to get on, under my baby. skin. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I don't think it's going to go five. I think Islam gets him out of there probably in three or four. I'd say probably. I don't think he goes to the fifth. I think he goes in the third or fourth round. He gets him out of there. I just think the age factor is going to be is going to be huge as well as just the strength. Once the fight hits the ground, which it will hit the ground, RDA will have no answer. He will have no answer for that that pressure, that type of control, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna manhandle him, dude. He's gonna manhandle him. This fight's going to be at 55. RDA is not going to have the size and the strength advantage in this position and this strength. He's going to kill himself to get to 55. It's not going to be the same. I, if, it, if the fight was at 70, I'd say, you know what? RDA probably has a little bit more of a chance. You know, I think it would go five and RDA has, you know, and I think I think he kills himself to get to 55. He's not going to have a chance. <clears throat> I'm not sure ahead, if he John. kills himself to get, I'm not sure if he kills himself to, fit, to get to 55, but let's just be honest. He doesn't have he, he doesn't even have as big a frame as Islam does at 155. No. You know, Islam is a bigger frame guy. He's the younger guy. Doesn't have the experience, but he's got a ton of experience, enough experience to deal with uh Dos Angeles at this time. When you're looking it comes down to that that point. Islam is the guy, he's doing this. He's climbing. His every fight he's getting a little bit better, a little bit more knowledgeable. Does things sometimes you look and you go, "Oh, you know, you were being lazy there, or that wasn't that wasn't smart. And then he comes up and he does something. You go, man, that was really nice. And yeah. that's just part of learning and growing as a fighter, and that's what he's doing. And although RDA can still fight, no doubt about it, and he's a good mm -hmm. fighter, he's probably seen his best days, and it's not where he's climbing as a fighter. He's actually either maintaining or actually starting to diminish a little bit. <clears throat> this is a harder fight for him. It's a harder fight for RDA overall. Uh, He's got to get Islam to bite and make mistakes. And I don't I just don't see Islam making those mistakes. I, I do think that uh RDA could try to go for takedowns. I don't think he's gonna end up in the top position if he goes for those, and so that's gonna cause him problems. If he ends up underneath Islam, there's no submission game that uh RDA possesses that's gonna cause Islam a big problem. And yeah. it comes down to that one word of smash. So, yeah. Look, I want to tip my hat to RDA, though, for taking this fight. Absolutely. Like, this is one of those, you know, like, you're fighting this young stud that all the hype is around him. You didn't want to fight him before, which I understood. He wasn't even ranked in the, he wasn't ranked in the top yeah. 10. You were ranked number five or number four, or number six, somewhere in that range. And I understood it. Like, why? Why would I take yeah. that chance? Boy. Now he's ranked ahead of you by one or two spots, and it makes sense. Like, hey, yeah. okay, now I'll take the fight. That was a smart play by RDA. I just, I like you said... <clears throat> I don't want to say his better days are behind him, but he, he's really? definitely just. You don't want to say that. <laughs> no, 
No, I don't want to say that because I, I got a lot of respect okay. for him, man. He's okay. a, he's a I, tough I have a fighter. ton of respect for him. That has nothing to do with it. You it just didn't have sound to like be John a second ago. It didn't sound just, like it's it. it's called honesty when you look and you go, all right. Oh, now you want to be honest. Well, you're saying, well, okay, <laughs> so let's just look at it this way. He was the the lightweight champion, the 155 pound champion. Yes. Do you see him being the 155 pound champion ever again? Oh, you are. So no, 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 no. Exactly. Stop, 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 stop. Okay. No, no, stop. Let me let me put this out this this way. If Islam wasn't there, and Dustin wasn't there, yeah, and Dustin wasn't there, and Edson, I, and Ed, I'm sorry, and Charles Oliveira wasn't there. Yeah, I'm not saying I, I'm going. Like if I'm looking at the rankings class. here, I think I think he's got a good chance because of his leg kicks. He's got a good chance of beating uh, Chandler. I think um, he's. I think he can beat Benil Dariush. It'd be a tough fight, but I think he can beat him. Size that's the thing that scares me a little bit. Benil's big. You know he's long. He's big. But I think I think mm-hmm. technically, I think that RDA has got a chance. Gaethje, I think he can beat him. Yes, it'd be a tough. It'd be a tough fight. It'd be a fun fight to watch. By the way, that'd be a great fight. Um, you know. But you get to Islam, I think all the other ones he's definitely ahead of. Um, Dustin, I don't think he can beat. I don't know if he can beat Oliveira. I don't think so either. So those two guys, I mean, those are the two, top two guys. And I'm only saying that because those two guys right now are fucking just running the terror through everyone. You know? Um, but I don't think he beats Islam. If Islam wasn't there, Dustin's talking about potential retirement if he does beat Oliveira. I think he can make another run. I'm not saying he'd be the champion, but I think he can make another run. Just my That's just where I'm at. When I look at these guys, when I look at the people in the top five, I think he's got a chance to make another run. You know, I think he beats, I think he beats Tony Ferguson. I think he beats Dan Hooker. I think he beats Conor McGregor. You know, I think he'll have a hard time with, I think guys like Gregor Gillespie could out wrestle him and hold him down maybe, but it'd be tough. I think he, I think he'd still beat Gregor, but it'd be a tough fight. I don't even go beyond those guys, you know, Kevin Lee and Diego Fiera and those guys. I don't want to go that far because he's not in those, in that category anymore. So I think he could make another run. I think he could. I think if he didn't take the Islam fight and they gave him somebody else, I think he'd have a good chance of getting a little bit higher up there. Fighting a Michael Chandler or a Darius or a Gaethje, I think he'd get up there. I'm not saying he'd win the title, but I think he'd get end up getting closer to a shot. This Islam fight's going to set him back, though. You know? <laughs> okay. I guess we're going to see. We're going to see. I, I guess we are, but, you know, you could take a look and sense, you know, what is it? He, he got a win against Robbie Lawler. And then lost to Colby. He lost to Camaro. He beat Kevin Lee. But then he lost to Leon Edwards, lost to Michael Chiesa, you know, and then won against I mean, Paul Felder. It's but like, that's the thing, John. You got to listen to what you just there, said. Dude. That's not that's just gotta, not what a championship caliber fighter is doing, is winning a fight and then losing two. It's, okay. That's not what he was doing earlier. But, but John, listen to what you yeah. just said. You said he lost to Colby. He lost to Leon. He lost to... Uh, all top Kiesa. guys, no doubt Those about it. Those are all top guys. I know. I agree with you. I agree with you, and that's my point. And that, that, that was at 70, John. That I know wasn't that at was 55. at 70. I know those were at 70. The only fight he got that he got the win was, was the Kevin Lee at 155 or was it 170? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it was at I think it was at 70. I think it wasn't, really? the, wasn't the first time that he went to 70 and then he couldn't get it. It didn't go well, and then he came back down. I'm not sure. I don't. Kevin I do not remember. Share dog doesn't specify the weight class. Yeah, it doesn't looking. say what it is. It's fucking guys. Go to Tapology. They'll have it. They've you hit the. Uh, they got a little. Dave's plus gotta start sign using Tapology to the sign. If you go to Tapology for it, they'll, they'll, it'll give you. Um, 
what let's go just go wait, john wait. educate dave on how to use mma you know, i gotta teach him about computers you know very difficult for some people <laughs> to understand this stuff oh but, man that's right. one thing dave struggles with this fucking i think it was a welter because i don't uh, think which, he jumped up and down so if you trait? go now go down to the kevin lee kevin lee and go to the far right you see that plus hit that plus and yeah, it'll there you go. It was welterweight. welterweight boom welterweight. thank you very much yep. Okay. Calm down. We both said it was at welterweight. (laughs) Calm down, John. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're quick to pat yourself on the back, but calm down. I'm not patting myself (laughs) on the back. I'll do it it for you. Hold on. I just want to say that I, out of everyone on this (laughs) panel of two people, have now actually taught something (laughs) to podcast Dave on a computer. Thank you very much. I'm taking a bow. To be fair, we're still (laughs) MMA specific. So for somebody that doesn't know much about MMA. Oh, uh, all right. right. So what, what? Okay. So what were we talking about? We we're talking about Islam and the RDA fight. Yeah, I think it's a tough fight for RDA. I think he could have made another run if he had avoided Islam for a little bit longer. I'm not saying he would have got to the title shot, but like I said, I think he beats Chandler. He has a good chance of beating Chandler, uh, Darius and Gaethje. He struggles with obviously Oliveira and Dustin Poirier, but not to say that he couldn't get it done. It's just you know Islam is going to be the guy that makes Gaethje. that run. I think I think he's got a. I think it's a fifty fifty shot. I really do. Okay. I, look, and I'm also basing a lot of things off the fact that Justin. So you've been hitting the head a that, lot. I got it. No, that his weakness is his wrestling <laughs> and his jujitsu, and that's one thing that RDA has. Are, do you think that he's got better wrestling than, than Justin? Uh but no. But here's Just the thing: as no. I'm not saying he can't stand. I'm saying he can't. He, I'm not saying he cannot stand with him. He can stand with Gaethje to the point where the takedown becomes a little bit easier. And Gaethje also, as he tends to slow down, stands more upright. No one really has tried to take him down as they're getting they're slugging it out. You know, like it just I'm just I'm throwing it out there, man. I just yeah. I think it's a fifty fifty shot. And no, I don't want to take I, too much away from RDA because he's talented, man. He's still he's I, still yeah, I love RDA. He's a great fighter, but like I said, it, there, he's not in that position where he's still climbing. No, I just I can't you. say it. He's been there too long. He's a veteran, man. He's done it all. I, I take nothing from him. He's fantastic. But there comes a time for everybody when the, the rise is done, and now it's you're going in the other direction, or you're flattening out. John, blasphemy, man. Blasphemy. You're speaking blasphemy. blasphemy right blasphemy. All right, it's Dave, give truth. us what's next. We've, we've uh, ran that shit into circles. Yeah, we did. We <laughs> killed that just fucking we killed it. We killed it. So, sticking it lightweight, though, uh, Gaethje versus Michael Chandler is announced for UFC 268 in, uh, in November in New York City. Tell me it's a fucking main event. Tell me, please. It's got to be five rounds. <laughs> do not make this thing fucking three I, I, rounds. I'd well, be you, so do, you don't know if it's you know, they they could throw something else in as, as a championship fight for a main event. I, it they, would just be. I think Colby's would, on this card as a main event with the, for the title. Uh, yeah, is that, is that the same one with Kamaru Usman? Usman? Let's check it out. So Let's that tells you right there. Uh, but they start. I mean, the, Nate and Leon set the set the tone for a five round co-main. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have to be, it would have, I mean, I guess it would make sense. Both of them are basically the number one contenders. Let them fight to see who's going to fight for the title again, you know? Yeah. I mean, after after Dustin and Charles, I mean, it would make sense. They're two and three, I believe, I think is what their ranking system is. Dave, can you just hit the click yeah, button? Um, <laughs> hit the click button? Two and four, actually two and four, Josh. Okay, two and four, but, and, you know, uh, they're in there. I can't get, for some reason, let's just see, it's 260... You see, to sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Kobe and um. It's Kobe and Usman. Yeah, Co- it's Kobe and Usman. Yep. Yeah, that. So yeah. Three rounds. Three rounds. That's a different Interesting. fight. A well, different it fight. depends. I, I I honestly believe this would be a fight that you would do five rounds for, and and for what I look for what Chandler is getting paid. Don't be. I, I don't, don't be. J- don't I'm be hating ju- here, I'm, homie. I'm not hating at all. I'm actually super happy for him that he's getting paid. <laughs> I, I get happy every time all these fighters get paid. But yep. I'm just simply saying that if you're going to get paid that amount of money and they want you to fight you five, five rounds, rounds huh? event, you, you fucking, you're going to pay me to fight five rounds. I don't think Michael Chandler's been saying anything but yes to the UFC. Yeah. He needs so. to. He has nowhere else to go. Well. <laughs> that's, that's really what it comes down to. So oh, let's be man. real. Man. I mean, he, you know, I would love to see him go over to one if he if he fights out this contract, you know, and have him fight Eddie a couple I more times. I feel venom coming out of you, dude. Just no, venom. I don't. I don't spit venom. Come on, buddy. No venom. <laughs> I, I think no it's a good venom. fight. I think the. You know, I look at two things. Michael Chandler's had history in that building. Maybe it yeah. means nothing, but I'm always into that superstitious. Not shit. good history, Where, there, John. Not good history because he was hit with some lower leg kicks that took his perennial nerve and made it so he couldn't control his his body weight and they they stopped the fight on him um, he had a foot drop basically is what you're trying to say yep absolutely <laughs> from and so from brent premise well and then so justin gaethje has got beautiful lower leg kicks he hits hard and, yeah uh, michael puts a lot of weight on that front foot he tries to blast you i think michael's got power in his hands he could definitely hurt justin but if justin's taking that front leg away or if Michael's leaving it out there trying to, to, to get that range, it could be trouble for him again in that same building with that same leg giving him problems. Yeah, you got to look at Dan Hooker threw a couple leg kicks, not many, but there was one that landed clean, and you could see Chandler take a half step back and try to like kind of get his feeling back in his leg. Mm-hmm. He, he bounces around on that, and he, if you catch him at the right time, it will change the whole dynamic of the fight. And if you're able to catch him two or three times, he'll stop wrestling or he'll start trying to wrestle a lot more, but won't be able to put any power on it. I think Gaethje takes the chance a couple times and and throws that heavy leg kick to the calf. And if he's able to land that, it could change the fight quickly, very quickly. The other thing as well is that Chandler, Chandler's got to be all the way in or all the way out. So he's not getting blasted with a leg kick and he's got to wrestle fuck Gaethje to death. Because if you're going to compare the two in wrestling, Michael Chandler is the superior wrestler hands down not even by a little bit but by a lot especially now you know, and i got i got murdered by everyone saying oh gaethje's this champion or gaethje's an all-american and khabib's gonna have a hard time shut Chandler your was mouth <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even close i said yeah. like different the level. wrestling is just different man the wrestling is just different now chandler's got more of an american style wrestling you know the call it collegiate style wrestling the double leg, the switch to the high crotch, the high, you know, run into a flare, single leg dump, big lifts. He loves big slams and suplexes. He does. Like he's he's a phenomenal wrestler, <clears throat> you know, and and it's uh, it 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 pains me to have to say these words, but he's he's a talented, talented fighter, you know, and he's got all and he's got great wrestling and he puts it well. To, he puts it together well. And the key though for Gaethje is to get this thing into later rounds. If he can get it into the third and fourth round, I think he's got a great chance of getting the win, especially if the late kicks start adding up. That's just my take on the fight. I look at it. Mike needs to be the guy controlling the dance. If Mike yeah. is not the guy controlling the dance and it's Justin Gaethje, Mike's in a lot of trouble. 
So yeah. it really comes down to he's got to be able to put forward pressure. He's got to be able to put Justin on his back foot, but he's got to do that without leaving that lead leg out there for Justin to destroy. Can he do it? Yeah, he can. Will he do it? That I don't know. You said you said exactly what everyone should understand is if Chandler doesn't fight well off his back foot. No. He doesn't fight well going backwards. He fights well when he's the boss. And if you can make him not be the boss, he can't fight well. He doesn't fight right. well at all. That's right. So that's the way to beat him. Um, what else you got? Still stuck in my lightweight, <laughs> Dustin Poirier. Um, <laughs> basically, hence, it, um, if he beats Charles Oliveira, it could result in his retirement. He could walk away after the title win. Oh, my God. Dana's getting pissed already. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, you cannot leave. I have to have Connor versus Dustin four. Oh, jeez. <laughs> John. I think, I think what you're seeing right now. Just this right here could result in his retirement. Very smart move by my man, Dustin Poirier. Of course. He has, he has learned this fight game. He has figured it out, and he is saying the right things. He didn't say he's going to retire. He said it might lead to his retirement. What is going to be the thing that would get, keep him from doing that retirement? It's a check with a whole lot of zeros. So they could keep him, and he'll still fight. It's just that he's he's putting it out there. Oh, don't think that if I win that you know I'm just automatically going to take that fight. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll retire. Maybe I'll you know, yeah. Maybe just I just go sell hot sauce, which is dude, what yeah, before. sell a lot of hot sauce, baby. You know, but it's uh, <laughs> oh, I think it's very sauce. smart of Dustin. I love what you know he's doing. He's taking control of his career. He's uh, taking that control away from. You know the UFC in a in a slight fashion there, and that's part of what you're supposed to do when you're in his position. That's what Connor did, and that's why Connor makes the money he's making. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he look Dana's just fucking pulling his hair out, whatever's left of it. He's, <laughs> you know, um, because this type of scenario has happened to him fucking since BJ Penn and Matt Hughes won. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, now you're the champion. Fucking see you later. Bye. You know, but. It's, yeah. It's a shitty situation for him to be in, but hey, the thing is, is Dustin's not going anywhere. Dustin's going to continue to fight. He's going to probably fight one or two more times. <clears throat> he realizes that the big money fights come after you win the title. Don't get me wrong. He's already had huge money fights with the Connor situation, Yeah, but for him, those are huge money fights. But the, the simple fact of the matter is, is that he will make a ton of money fighting Oliveira and he'll make a ton of money defending it one time. And then beyond that, who knows? But he really needs to, because honestly, I believe they're going to have him fight Islam probably right after that. And if I was him, I mean, I would probably just step away and right before he has to fight Islam. Just my opinion. Yeah. You know, well, because <clears throat> then it comes down to, okay, look, you lost to Khabib. It's cool. But now you don't want, do you want to maybe potentially lose to Islam and, and then just walk out on a high note. I would rather have that, I think, in terms of, because like you, we had talked about this a while ago when you said, hey, GSP and Khabib were thinking about fighting. And there was some backdoor dealings going on and people were talking about it. The managers, agents were talking and there was a you know potential setup for that fight. The problem though was that, is that <clears throat> GSP being 40 years old, coming out, wanting to fight Khabib, you know, to kind of say like, hey, I can be a three division champion. It just doesn't, or not, not making 55 or just fighting at a catch weight. It just didn't make sense in terms of things will dry up for you. 
because you left on a high note and being the 185 pound champion and you walked away. Yep. All the things that you have going on outside now, those will start to dwindle and fade away. If you go out on a loss, you took it too far. You took it one step too long. I think with Dustin, he's got the two fights with Connor in the bag where he made a ton of money. He gets the belt, he wins, and then he defends it one time, probably against either the winner of Chandler and Gaethje, which I think he's got a great possibility of winning those fights, of either one of those fights. And then also, if it ends up being like Darius, he's got a great possibility of winning that fight. But when you get to the, the Islam fight, it's going to be a little bit harder. I'm not saying he couldn't win. I'm just simply saying it's going to be a harder and a different style fight than fighting the other guys. And that has nothing to do with me being a homer. Just stylistically, we've seen that he ha- he'll have a hard time with someone who has that type of wrestling and that type of control on the ground. Yep. Just my opinion. I agree. I agree. Uh, All right, I, I, think, I, think, yeah. I think he's in the driver's seat, though, and he's in a great Absolute. position. Hold on to that wheel and be the guy in control. Absolutely. I mean, I would love to see him right off into the sunset with fucking all of his brain cells still intact. Have you not had a conversation with him? He's fucking clean and crisp and he's, he can talk to you and he's, he's very just, he's very bright. He's a very bright young man and he's been, he's been doing it for so long. He has nothing else, nothing else to prove. Nothing, nothing left at all to prove. I think one win, defend one time. And I would love to see him right off in the sunset. And, uh, you know, whatever, get a commentary job, man, because he's, he's good looking, speaks well, he's very knowledgeable. He's been around it for so long. How would you not have him work in your booth? True. You know, what else you got? All right. Last lightweight contender news, I promise. Um, <laughs> Conor McGregor uh, was, is set to compete. As a, I mean, at this point, I'm saying apparently, right, because because um, I've seen some other things come out, but set to compete in a charity wheelchair boxing match. On September he 11th. He said charity, everyone listening at home. A charity wheelchair boxing match. Because <laughs> I, I didn't understand. I had to double take and listen to it. And I can understand <laughs> your, your accent. Okay, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> since, this, since this poster came out, um, Connor did tweet, this, the, the September date is too early for him. He's still in recovery. His, his doc's uh, therapy team out here uh, advice for me to stay. I reckon late October at the earliest maybe November, December too. It's hard to say at this time, a concrete date, but I'm in. Please wait for me. So Connor's basically saying he won't be ready for September 11th. Uh, wants them well, to wait for him. But He's, so now he's not really saying know. he wouldn't be ready. What he's saying is his rehab is telling him, hey, you shouldn't <clears> be <throat> taking off. You're not going to be done with your rehab at that point. You're going to still be deep into it, and we think that you're taking a chance of extending it if you leave to go do this. So he's making the right choice and saying, hey, I can't do it at this time, but I want into this. And if it's look, if this is a uh, charity thing where he's not making any money, he can do it. Uh, if he's making any money at all, then he can't do it because he's got a contract that'll say that he can't do it. But I think it's great. If you're doing it for charity, do it. It's great. I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens when that time comes. What else you got for us, Dave? You don't care a damn lick about. I I don't I don't give a shit. I don't give. I give zero fucks, John. When it comes to that, <laughs> zero right. fucks. Let's break up the from USC a little bit, and we'll switch over to Bellator. And um, Bellator yeah. announcing that. Hold on, it's a different the, weight class. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, what? It's a, it's a different weight class, class than lightweight. Thank God, we're not and talking about lightweights weight. anymore. Yeah, so I was like, wait, am I missing what? something? Did yeah, they change the tournament, no, yeah. the heavyweight? You obviously are. We're, we're, you're a little slow. We get it, Dave. 
Uh, Bellator announced that the Anthony Johnson uh, versus Vadim Nemkov and Ryan Bader versus Corey Anderson are set for a Bellator uh, event in October, and they'll be on the same night. I love that. Yeah, in Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona. It should be. It will be in Phoenix, Arizona at the Walking Stick Arena where the Suns play. You have the opportunity to watch Ryan Bader against Corey Anderson, and then you get the opportunity to watch Rumble Johnson try to wrest the championship belt from Vadim Nemkov, who is right now, as AJ said, he doesn't have any weaknesses. So this is going to be a hard fight, man, but I I look forward to it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, that that whole card, it sounds like it's going to be stacked. That card was actually potentially going to be in San Jose, which I was hoping for. But I'm I'm actually super happy for Ryan Bader. He finally got what he wanted and wishes for. I'm sure Benson oh, Henderson will time. be on that card. You know, we should have been in Phoenix, you know, a year ago. But unfortunately, COVID hit. And uh, I know there was talks of us going to Phoenix. And then COVID hit, and we just weren't able to get it booked out. But, you know, now that we're there, I'm pumped, man. This is going to be exciting. I, c- I couldn't have imagined exploding onto a new scene with a bigger card, and this is going to be a huge card. I think they're going to stack it with Benson. We've got some other uh, Henry Corrales, some other guys that are from that area there, Mike Hamill probably. <clears throat> you know, there's going to be a lot of good fights on that card, and I'm pumped for it because that's what we need to do is start hitting these other cities, start going to other uh, venues that we haven't been to because I'm tired of going to the same venues after a year and a half, almost two years, because we've been in one venue for so long, because that's been, that's where our bubble's been, you know, no, no no different than like the NBA and some, some of these other teams, you know, they've had to play in one, in one arena basically over and over and over again, because that's where their bubble was. And I was like, man, I can see it. It gets a little taxing sometimes. The Mohegan Sun's been absolutely amazing, but it'll be nice to go to another venue. Like we were in LA. I was like, gosh, this is like, Oh, hallelujah. It It was so great. Gosh, man. I was, I was getting used to not having fans, John. And then we had, we had what? I don't know, 12,000 fans at at the LA uh, forum at the, at the forum. And I was thinking to myself, damn, I fucking miss this. I miss this so much. (laughs) It was crazy. The, The one thing you got, you know, I tell people all the time. If you've never been to a live fight, you got to go yeah, to a live fight. You got to go. It's, there's just an energy and electricity in the building that is just, it's different than seeing yeah. it on the TV screen. And so it, we kind of got away from that, though, and I forgot about, you know, how fun that is. And, and all of a sudden the crowd started filling in, and all of a sudden they started getting loud. And then when A.J. McKee walked out, you went, holy shit. Yeah. Yep. This is why you have fans. because Yeah. There was an energy inside that place that just blew the roof off. It was fun. Well, fans, they hadn't been there. The forum, had, the forum hadn't had an event. We were the yeah, very that first was it. event Numero to, uno to go after there. the Foo Fighters got COVID struck yeah, down. Yeah, the, the vaccinated Foo Fighters got COVID. Um, <laughs> we, we, uh, we were the first event to go there. And it was, impre- it, was, it was so nice because, honestly, you could tell fans were eager to get out and be around and, be, and be, get to the venue because by the first fight, there was already probably about 3,000 fans in the arena, maybe 2,500. So 2,500 to 3,000 fans already in the arena waiting for the first fight to start. That's rare. It doesn't matter what event you go to. I mean, Anymore. when you go to the UFC, when you go to any other fight promotions, like people don't show up on time. They show up like four or five fights in or like two fights before the main card or sometimes even the main card, you know? And so it was pretty, it was pretty nice to have that amount of fans there that early and super eager to get there. 
I'm hoping that Arizona is uh, just as just as excited to get out to the to be to the venue as well. Yep. So that's going to be fun. I'm pumped for that. All right. Uh, what else you got for us there, Dave? Uh, another fight announcement. Paulo Costa is set to headline headline a fight night card against uh, Vittori in October. I actually think that's a great fight. I think their styles match up really well. I think that's going to be a, I think that's going to be a slugfest. I think yeah, uh, Marvin Vittori is going to try to knock out Paulo Costa. He's uh, he's talked about that before, and Paulo Costa's got something to prove, so he's going to try to put Marvin Vittori on his ass. So I think it's just going to be a fun fight. It's a it, if you're the UFC and the matchmakers there, good job, man. That's that's a fight in the middleweight division that makes sense. Again, both guys coming off of losses, putting them together so somebody gets a win, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I, I couldn't have asked for a better fight, to be honest. You know, you have Vittori's the trash talker, and you've got Paul Acosta, who talks a little bit of trash, but broken English when he does it. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> But... You have someone who throws heavy, heavy heat and tends to slow down as the fight goes on. And then you've got Vittori, who, who's got the gas and the cardio to go. But, you know, it's just someone who's in your face and relentless. These two guys are going to collide. I'm looking for, like, basically a part two of Yoel Romero and Paulo Costa is kind of what I'm looking for. It's almost yeah. like a, it seems like it's the buildup is going to be a part two of that fight, which yeah. was a fucking absolute amazing fight. I was in the Great area fight. when that happened. It was absolutely Great. amazing. Yep. Um. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. What else you got? Uh. Last piece of news is the another. Well, it's not a fight announcement, but Dana White says that he has offered Luke Rockhold a fight against Sean Strickland. All right. What is Strickland ranked right now? After the win against Uriah Hall, is that, have they made a change in what? it? They might not have yet. Let's see. They haven't updated the rankings yet. Okay. So he's yep. yeah, he's still down there at eleven because Uriah Hall still ahead eight. of him. Okay, so be, you know what? It's not a bad fight for Luke Rockhold to take then. First yeah, off, because I I think as as Sean Strickland said, he's not the UFC's type of guy, <laughs> which <laughs> you know just because of the stuff he says. But look, he's a banger, and he will come after you, and that's a that's a real fight for Luke Rockhold to take. And if he's ranked anywhere close to where Uriah Hall was at at eight, you know, I think that's uh, definitely a fight that Luke should take. Puts him in the top 10. Yeah, I think it's a perfect fight for him, honestly, because you figure Strickland's going to get up to probably number eight. <clears throat> I would see that. Maybe, maybe nine. Strickland yeah, will probably get to nine. Gaslam will probably go ahead. Shabazzian will probably fall one, and then Uriah Shabazzian, Hall will fall. Shabazzian should not be ahead of him. He's had two losses in a row. <clears throat> yeah. So Shabazzian will probably fall down. Then Strickland will probably move up to number nine, and then, Kevin, and then Gaslam yep. will probably move up to eight, and then Uriah yep. will fall below him. So... Yeah, I mean, I look for your first fight back after fuck, I don't even know how long, three years, four years away. It's been forever. Not an easy fight. Long time. It's not an easy fight, but if you think about it right, if if Luke is able to get him down, control the top position, I mean, I could see him getting the finish pretty pretty easily. When um, in terms of the grappling, I know everyone's gonna sit here and call me a homer. This no. Luke Rockhold is fucking fabulous on the ground. Fabulous He's on a the stud. He's a stud on the ground. He got away from his wrestling for a while. He tried to get back to it for one camp when he fought Jan, when he fought Jan Blahovich. But when he fought Jan, like the, it's, it just wasn't enough time in terms to get your wrestling back on track. 
I'm hearing that he's been working his wrestling. I think if he can get Strickland down, it takes away the the walk that zombie walk forward that Strickland does and put to put Luke on his back heel. And I think Luke's got a good chance of once the fight hits the ground is passing guard, putting pressure, just controlling that top position and really and probably getting the finish on him, you know, and getting him out of there. Yeah. That's that's how much that's how confident I am in, in Luke's grappling if Luke decides uh, to look, be on the Luke, on Luke had a didn't Luke just have a grappling match against Nicky Rod? Yeah, he did. I know I know he didn't win it, but he was competitive in it. You know, well Strickland so. wasn't gonna win that fight either, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, his was against Orlando. That's a different one too. Oh, that's true, uh, very true. Orlando Sanchez. But uh I, I just if you're gonna look at ground game, Luke's ground game is at a different level than Sean. No doubt about it. And so he has this distinct advantage there. But Sean puts a lot of pressure on guys, and he's been his output has been fantastic. His yeah. output has been just very high. Look at all the all the punches he threw against Uriah Hall. Big time output. He's been in shape. He's got confidence now. It's a great fight. I love it. I think they should make that one. Luke, take yeah, it. I want to watch it. Yeah, it's a tough fight for Rockhold, Rock too, if the fight ends up on yeah. the feet because Strickland will take his shots. Oh, and he yes. will walk forward. And he, yes, and he, he will. will make so, he will make somebody like Rockhold, who hasn't fought in, say, three or four years, he's going to test that cardio right off the bat. Now, training was never Luke, Luke Rockhold's problem. He was always a great – he always trained a lot. He's never stopped training, to be honest, even all his time away. He's got to maintain that look for Ralph Lauren, by the way. So that's one reason. He skateboards, he surfs, he kite surfs, he he does all this shit like motocross. He does a little bit of motocross, does a little bit of mountain biking, all that stuff. Like he's an active person. He's active all the time. He doesn't stop moving around. But the thing is, though, is that being back in a cage, having someone put pressure on you after three and a half, four years, it's not the same. It's not the same. When you take that amount of time off, you've got to learn to to adapt back to that being pressured and handling that pressure, sidestepping, using your lateral movement. So it's not an easy fight for him at all. Do I think well, he can win? It's a very winnable fight. Yes. Yep. But it's not yep. an easy fight at all. I'm not no. trying to take anything away from Strickland. And I know that I know that Rockhold, if he's on, if he's on point at all, it's this could be an easy fight for him. But I just don't think after four, three and a half, four years, it's going to be an easy fight. It's going to be a I don't tough think any fight, fight against a top 10 guy in that no. weight class in your first fight back is going to be nope. hanging. Him. Nope. But I'm excited to see it, though, if it does yeah. happen. And I, I, I think, I Luke, I think Luke takes it. I think Luke takes it. You need um, to. All right. What else you got for us there, Dave? <clears throat> so actually, um, I forgot that this last piece. Uh, Let's go. Was- this uh the men's pound for pound was just updated about five minutes before we started recording which is why i almost forgot about it and um, the men's bellator pound for pound rankings were just updated so it was just to capture some thoughts hold on let me just refresh this because that's why i was gonna so say that is that I don't not even... updated because they've got aj mckee at <laughs> there we go 17. okay mm-hmm. so we just yeah so let's okay just capture I... your thoughts. well i'm gonna all right let's let's be honest they, at number one instead of patricio pitbull they put aj mckee now moving up five spots all right yeah. and uh you know if you take a look at what he's done the, the one that you're gonna have a hard time looking blatant at disrespect to totally blatant disrespect yaroslav amazov is number six at 26 and oh makes no sense at all none R- ridiculous our rankings oh. fucking blow dude our, the, the bellator it's... rankings whoever the media people are that do it I don't think they watch Bellator. <laughs> it drives me right. crazy, man. It, it, I'm just being honest. Nuts. Now they I have, have no problem. I have no problem with them putting AJ McKee at number one. I don't have a problem. I with don't. Them. I don't okay. either. 
I don't know. Because all. look, if there's one thing, that, and this happens, all of a sudden you have one fight that now, and Conor McGregor had this kind of fight. You're a good fighter. Everyone knows you're a good fighter. Now you're a superstar. Now all of a sudden, boom, you're on the scene. You're now a super. That's AJ McKee at this point. So I understand why they go, oh, he's the best pound for pound. Okay, let's do it. 18 and 0, I understand it. But there's a guy there at 26 and 0. He's yeah. got eight more fucking wins right now, and you've got him at six. Wake the up. My God, that's horrible. John, you know, what can, you, know, you know what kills me with them? Is that when a fighter is ranked higher than the other fighter that they just fought, and then that fighter beats said fighter who's ranked higher, and they yeah. still have said fighter ranked above them after the oh, win. Yeah. Well. And I'm like, did you guys not watch the fights last weekend? Did you, not, did you guys just not pay attention to what was going on? They just like, don't want to believe it happened. I, I'm just, I, and it's happened more than once. That's the problem. It's happened more than once. I swear, I really feel like we need to do an internal poll for our own rankings. And I mean, just do it amongst the people that work for work for Bellator or, and then add maybe a couple of the, of the top media sources. Don't add, don't add all these random ones. Add the top media sources, say like three or four of them to help add their input into it but i don't know man this is aj mckee i'm not i'm not mad that he's there i think i think okay i get it but yeah. yaroslav amasov should not be at six i'm sorry Jesus. he should and i'm no disrespect I, the fact, the to fact, and, and again no disrespect to ryan bader you yeah. cannot sit there and say that ryan Bader, although he's your heavyweight champion he doesn't belong ahead of yaroslav amasov yaroslav hasn't been beaten no <laughs> It's yeah. like, I don't, I, I don't think Gegard, I don't think Gegard should be ahead of him either. Just I don't either. in terms of the, he, he just got his title if back. If you put him at four right now, I go, all right, I don't agree with it really, but I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll take it. It's okay. I, I wouldn't know. I would put him at three. I, I wouldn't take, like, I understand the Patricio I, not, thing. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I'm saying, okay. you know, I, I'd, yeah. I'd be okay at four. I said, all right. Yeah. It's not where I think he belongs, but Okay. But it's sick. Those of you, those of yeah. you that are in the media that are doing our Bellator rankings, okay? Can you please listen to our show, please? <laughs> can you can can you start? Can you start uh, just taking into consideration what you guys are doing? Like this is, uh, I don't know. Like here, Douglas Lima is below Sergio Pettis. I don't see how that is either. I just don't see it. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Sergio Pettis. I think he's talented. I don't think it should be that way. You know, um, well, Sergio's no the, Sergio, hold on. When you take a look, the only one in that upper thing that is not a, well, no, they're all champions. AJ McKee's a champion. Patricio's the lightweight champion. Vadim, light heavyweight. Gegard, middleweight. Ryan, heavyweight. Yaroslav, welterweight. Sergio, bantamweight. Makes mm -hmm. sense. So that's why, because he's I the guess. champion, is why I'm guessing they're saying he's above him. So that makes sense. Okay. That's okay. okay. I'm all right with it. Okay, okay. I take it back then. I'll I'll do a little bit of that. I'll 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 pull it back. Little, hum, pull little the back pie. on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So look, there's one last thing I wanted to get into, and I know we're running this show's running long, but I had someone reach out to me and I don't normally answer people in my DMs, so please don't ever DM me again. Okay. But there was <laughs> gonna a have question. A thousand that, DMs by the I next know. show. <laughs> there was somebody, his name was Peppo Double O Seven. I think his name is Peppo. P E P O. Is that Peppo? Peppo. Okay. 007. Hey, Josh. My granddaughter just watches watched... Peppa Pig. Yeah, Peppa Pig. <laughs> hey, Josh. I have just watched the recent episode of the podcast. I got a question for you guys. You talked about how Islam's opponent should have won the fight, but we don't count a punch 
that did not land. So why would we pay attention to the submission attempts that has not been defended or has been defended? Islam landed more shots on the ground, not too many, but he de- he defended all the submission attempts and landed some shots. That's why I think he deserved the win. And I had actually like two or three other people message me in that. Say, okay. say, say something similar, not the same exact thing, but so Pepo 007, I'm going to let the guy who uh, can help break this down. I'm going to let him tell you, and then I'm going to chime in at the end. Cause that's what I do. I talk shit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and let John break it down to you and tell you. Wow. Why, put on the spot why? here. And look, you guys should all know I am. I'm on the side of Islam in terms of he's my teammate. I've got a lot of respect for him. You want him I, to win. I wanted, I, I didn't, I'm not kidding. I wanted him to win. I expected him to win though, to be honest, because I know how good he is. But in this scenario, and I'm not, I, I'm not taking sides on this, but I think if you look at the rulings and the judges and how the scoring should be, and John has walked us through the scoring several times on this show. And so for all the people at home, you guys need to understand why, when you're looking at something, why the judges went this way. Sometimes the judges are wrong also, but yeah. this is the criteria and John's going to go ahead and break it down for you guys right now. I don't know. I don't know the criteria. I have nothing more to say. <laughs> All right. Oh. Let's take it. Look, when we talk about the criteria for the judges, yeah, it, there's there's multiple levels to it and everything. But I'm going to try to break it down as easy as I can for you. When we talk about the fight, uh, the thing that you go off, it does not matter all the other things. We've got striking. We've got grappling. Those are the two that lead the way for someone to judge the fight. If a judge can basically say off of the fight that you know what the striking is what took place the most in this fight it was the most uh telling as far as effect and affecting the fight of who was winning the striking is going to be what they're going to go with and i can say that fighter a outstruck fighter b in volume or in heavy shots compared to volume they're going to go with just that the judge does not consider anything more he doesn't consider who was the aggressor and he does not consider positional control or cage control sometimes you'll hear the ufc use octagon control all right that is not part of the equation you don't even go to it if you as the judge can say all right this round was more it was more impacted or affected by grappling well let's take a look at the islam Mamadev fight against Brent Primus. The first round, they're they're in a striking a little bit on the feet. It's fairly even, you know. You might you might even say maybe Mamadov landed one better. I don't know. It's it's close, but it ends up where they end up on the ground. Mamadov in the top position, and right away you see Brent Primus start to attack. Now it's an attack, but he's attacking Islam with what looks to be an umaplata attempt. Maybe he's looking for the gogoplata, but then he switches to the umaplata. And you see that Islam has to defend. And as soon as you see that he has to defend against the attack, that is telling you as a judge that it's an effective attack because the fighter who is being attacked has to defend. Now, if he defends and he gets out of it, which Islam did, he gets no credit for being defensive and getting out. All he gets out of getting out of that hold is he gets to continue on in the fight. He gets no credit from the judges. The only person that gets credit in that situation is Brent Primus. He gets credit for an, an offensive attack 
through a grappling situation looking for a possible submission attempt or at least an offensive attack that made his opponent have to defend, Brent Primus gets credit for what took place in that scenario. Now, the thing that, and this is what people start to get confused by, the fact that Islam was in the top position. Positional control is and of itself not enough for a fighter to win a round. The fighter must have to do either effective grappling techniques that try or lead him into positions or places that will allow him to possibly finish the fight. The fighter must always be looking to finish the fight. If the fighter is using positional control, for the most part, they're going to lose that round. I don't care if they're on top or not. Now, if the other fighter underneath them, and this is where they will win the round if they're using positional control, is doing nothing to try to attack them with a submission or is not out striking them with better strikes from the bottom, well, then the positional control will win because that is the last thing. If you look and you say, if I look and I say, well, the striking was fairly even, the grappling, they were both grappling back and forth. There was really no aggressor. Positional control goes to the fighter in the A corner. They get the round. But that's the only time you go all the way down to it. So when you look at what was occurring, basically in the first and second round, and even into the third, although that Mamadov changed a little bit and Primus slowed down, Primus was consistently throwing up. Now, not all of them were real good, but when you take a look, Islam had to defend against all of them for the most part. It was very rare that he just pulled his arm out. When he just pulls his arm out, you don't give Primus much credit. But when he's sitting there and you see Primus's body being lifted up by Islam, trying to shake him off and everything, that's Islam defending against the attack. At this moment, Islam is not gaining anything. The only thing he can do is come back to status quo. He doesn't gain anything from the judge. The only person that's gaining or supposed to be gaining is Brent Primus. And if you take a look at the first two rounds of that fight, Islam landed some, some punches, none of them. When we talk about punches, I want you to think about this, people, as far as you know, when you see guys and they're, they're moving and you've got this appendage moving like that, that's a one, okay? Meaning it's nothing. It doesn't even hurt your grandchild, okay? It's, it's a piece of crap. Then you've got two from the elbow that moves, and that's what you'll see, and that's what you saw out of Mamadef a lot. He's moving this, his uh, lower arm and, and landing a couple body shots, but none of them are doing anything that can actually bring an end to the fight. And again, that's what the judge is supposed to be looking at. Is this something, is this a technique that can bring an end to the fight? We are always asking the fighter to work towards finishing the fight. That's, if you want to win this on the scorecard, that's what you should be looking towards. Not how many takedowns you get, because again, takedowns are nothing but a positional change. When you talk, and we, I think in the last podcast, we talked about amplitude with takedowns. That's when you get something from the judge, you get amplitude, meaning I elevate my opponent, I get them up in the air, and I bring them down onto that canvas with power, with force. I have impact. Now I'll score, even if my opponent's able to pop right back to their feet, I'll score with the judges based upon that's like a heavy strike. It's a good thing. But most of the time, when we take someone to the ground, like Islam was getting Primus to the ground, they were pretty easy takedowns as far as Brent hitting the ground, there was nothing there. So now it's what does Islam do with the position? And for the most part, he was losing the battles 
in those positions. Even though he was the one taking it there, he was not doing the things that were scoring him with the judges or should have been scoring him. And I can tell you, look, I talked to the judges. I talked to one that had Islam winning the fight. And I said, tell me the criteria. And they, uh, you know, they looked and they, they, they brought it down. I said, okay, what does it say about positional control? And they said, positional control is not enough. I said, so what was Islam doing? They go, positional control. I go, hello, who was the one attempting to try to do something that could finish the fight? Premise? Ah, shit. Yeah. Hello. So I hope that. Yeah, John, that was a that was a great breakdown. And the reason, here's the thing, is I want everyone to understand is that even though I, I, I'm an Islam fan, I'm a teammate of Hibs, and I, I want, but I also want fighters to understand any fighter that listens to our show, and I know a lot of them do because we were just in LA, and a ton of them are like, man, we love your show. But this is why like it's very beneficial for the fighters to listen and pay attention to this because this could cost you your next fight. It has to do with who is trying to finish the fight. This is one of the things that I learned when I fought over in pride. When they said, we don't care if you lost 14 minutes of your fight. If in that last round, that last minute of the round, you tried 50 different submissions and just came up short, you may end up winning the fight because you were the one being super aggressive. You were the one chasing after it. Now I know in Japan, they sometimes would do that. That's not the scenario of what you're going to get here. But what he's saying is that just because you're on top doesn't mean that you're trying to finish the fight. Those little hand uh, slaps with just the wrist or the ones that just the arm or just body, body, head that you hear corners yell at all the time is those should not be winning you a fight. Doesn't matter nope. if you're on top or if you're doing it from the bottom. It doesn't matter. The, the simple fact of the matter is that those submissions that Islam had to defend, had he not defended them, they could have finished the fight. And that means that that's a finishing move versus this will never be a finishing move. Okay. These little shots will never be a finishing move. And that's kind of where I feel like when young fighters or guys like, like Islam or anybody else, any of those guys that listen to this, if you're a good wrestler and you're listening to this, you guys should understand he got away with one. Yep. And that's the biggest thing. He got away with one. And in the future, he may not be as lucky because what you have to remember is that one judge that talked to John and this was like, hey, okay, yeah, I understand now. The next time he sees you fight, he will remember that. He will remember that you had, sure, you had the big hip toss. Great. Okay, that was wonderful. You got on top, but you were defending the whole time. Okay, now it's resonating in my mind. That that's what you did last fight. And I gave it to you, but it wasn't right. And now this time, I'm not going to give it to you. So just remember that the judges have memories as well, and they do work a lot of fights. But they will remember scenarios and situations that they have learned from other fights. And then, like, the last thing was when I talked to some other refs that were there, they were like, yeah, we have meetings after every event to talk about controversial decisions or controversial things and moments in the cage by the refs. Did they separate too soon? Did I stop the fight too soon, too late? Whatever it was. They meet after every event, and we see it all the time, John. And they meet, and they talk, and they try to sort it and figure it all out. And the reason why they do that is because situations like that that happen where one person is being super aggressive and one person was content with being on top and body, body, head. And that is not how in any promotion that they want to see fighters winning fights. That's one. And two is the refs and the judges now have that in their mindset. Okay, look, we've had this problem before in the past. Now we need to fix it. So don't expect to get the same win next time because you continue to fight that way. You're going to end up taking that loss. And now Islam hasn't lost in 12-something years. 12, yep. 12 plus years he hasn't lost. I think he's had a no contest in there yeah. somewhere. Or, yeah, he yeah. had a no contest like three fights ago. No, no. Yeah. and so, Draw. 
draw. A draw. draw. Okay, so he's had a he's had a draw. I just think in terms of like anyone that's listening to this, you guys should understand that they this is now something that you should be wary of. Like when you guys are watching top control, it doesn't mean as much as you think when the person from the bottom is trying to finish the fight. Well, the big the big thing, you know, for the fans out here and you know, as a fan of the sport, as you know, the crowd, what the sport is trying to do is tell the fighters, hey. You can't win. You're not going to win a fight if you are just controlling your opponents during the fight. That's going to get you a win. We it actually was kind of like that for a long time, and we switched it to say you need to be looking towards finishing the fight. We are looking for fight-ending scenarios. We're looking for you to do things that can end that fight. And in that entire contest, there really was only one guy that was doing those things, and that was Primus, and he should have won the fight. It was a mistake. Uh, Sal, Sal D'Amato uh, was the one judge that had it for Primus. He had it 29-28, and I think he was correct in it. And I know they, t- like you said, they talked about it in the back because it was one of the fights where they had concerns. They had concerns about that one. They had concerns about the first round of Sanchez versus Mads Burnell also. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the whole fight, you could give that fight to Mads Burnell, and I think you did, in fact, Josh. You thought it was a Mads yeah. Burnell's fight, but there was no way that the first round was Mads Burnell. Yeah, we both agreed on that. We both agreed so, that there was no way it was Maz Brunel's first round. But I also had taken into consideration that they, Islam had already fought. And I saw yeah. that the judges were giving so much weight to the wrestling. And, yeah. is, and Maz Brunel finished the first round on top with like a minute of the first round, finishing the first round with a minute or 45 seconds on the top. And yeah. I was like, okay, they're going to give him the round. Because the, the stand-up, I had, I had a manga winning the stand-up, but not by much. I had him winning. But then finishing the round on top with one minute, even though he didn't do a whole lot, threaten a whole lot, I still I, I, I figured that's why the judges would have given it thirty twenty seven. Yeah, I I thought it was twenty nine twenty eight like you, but I thought it was for Mads. Yeah, and, so. and all of this, so you know, for all the fans out there, it's always evolving, and it's always yeah. you're trying to what's best for the sport, what's best for the fighters, and uh, it's never going to be perfect because you have us involved in it, humans. And yeah. humans make mistakes, and we see things. And, and I'm going to, you know, say this straight out: <clears throat> the sport does does nothing to help the judges. They don't give them extra views of the fight. You know, sometimes they'll give them this little tiny screen that they're really not looking at. They only look at it if they can't see it because the fight's gone to a place in the cage and they can't move. My so they, iPad mini screen is bigger than the one they yeah, can give them. And so, <laughs> the, the, a lot of times, you know, especially in the UFC. The UFC puts the judges, two of them, in the worst spot you could be in next to that cage. The other part is, you know, they're, they're down looking up. That doesn't help you at all either. You should be above looking down. There's all kinds of things. But it is what it is, and, you know, the human element is part of fighting, and sometimes we get it right, and sometimes we get it wrong, and we just try to always get better. All right, well, hey, that kind of wraps it up for us. So make sure you guys go to our YouTube channel and our Weighing In Shorts and Clips channel as well. Hit the subscribe button there. If you guys go to our Weighing In YouTube channel, there's the link down below for our Clips channel. Hit that link, and it'll take you right to our Clips channel. You can hit the subscribe button. There. Make sure you guys hit the bell and the notifications because, like I said, we'll be dropping to- dropping our shows at different times coming up lately because John and I are doing a ton of traveling for the rest of this year, and there's a lot of good things coming up. I will be on Fight Companion this weekend, we're doing it for the uh, pay-per-view for the UFC. So when we do that, our show will be a little bit delayed the next day, filming and dropping because I'll be traveling for that as well. So I want you guys to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash in. Use the promo code and still and pick up any of our shirts there okay, that are available. We've got the 
Terminator one, the Karate Kid one, the Home Improvement one. We've got them in all different colors, plus our natural logo, our original, natural, our original logo. And then John's got the Karate Kid one on there as well. Damn Look right, at that thing. baby. That thing looks awesome, man. Looks awesome. Obviously, I'm the kid in this situation. You just like it because um, they made you look good. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't make me look good. That's how I normally look, my oh, friend. No, it's That's not. good. Not that pretty, dude. <laughs> right. And also, go to all of our audio platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, all of those platforms. Hit the audio platforms as well. A lot of traveling, a lot of driving, all these. It's August, so I'm sure some of you guys that have kids that listen to us, you guys will be traveling before your kids get back to school. Pop us in there. Okay, I do cuss, so make sure you guys uh, wait till the kids are asleep before you listen to us. All right? <laughs> no. My apologies. Take us out yes. on the boat while they're <laughs> wakeboarding or surfing. You are listening to us. You got to do it. Very, very well played, John. Thank very well very played. Much. Okay? But if you're out there in traffic, going to work, coming home, whatever it is, pop us in. Listen to us on the, on any of our audio platforms. Um, I think that just pretty much about wraps this up. Also, we will actually, one last thing, we will be doing another show of Wayne Interjection that will be dropping on our Clips channel, hopefully by when, Dave? Wednesday, Thursday? Thursday. Thursday Probably Thursday morning. We do that always kind of once. We're going to be doing that once a week. We're going to try to up it here shortly, but we're getting some good views. Everyone seems to love it. And uh, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button on that Clips channel because that's the only place that show will be available. And it's only getting better. So everyone, check it out. You will love it. And we will see you.